Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin, our number, 877 You know, so I sit here, prepped for the show, thinking about things, watching the president. You know, when you look at this China virus, and the president says we're rounding the corner, he's right, we are rounding the corner. The mortality rate is way, way down. The use of hospital beds for the virus, way, way down. Testing, way, way up. I'll get to this a little later. The CDC is telling state health officials to get ready to distribute a coronavirus vaccine perhaps as soon as November 1st. That's not the president. That's the CDC. Working with Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and other magnificent American pharmaceutical companies. And we have therapeutics. Two have been rolled out. More to come. All this has been done in seven months. Seven months. It has been warp speed. For something that's incredibly complicated, that was ubiquitous. And then you look at what Biden and Obama did in 2009 with the swine flu, which wasn't nearly as complicated or ubiquitous as this, and they blew it every step of the way. So it's one thing for Biden and the Democrats to sit back and shoot spitballs. But the fact is, Biden has a record. Then you look at the economy, which we'll get into in a moment, too. It's been unbelievable when you consider major states like California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois are resisting opening up their economies. Heavy populations. The unemployment rate drops from over 10% to 8.4%. 
I can remember when Obama was running for re-election, the the unemployment rate was about 8.1%. So the economy is definitely picking up four months in a row. More and more, you can see progress, significant progress being made in addressing this virus, whether it's vaccines, whether it's therapeutics, whether you measure it by the mortality rate, which is very, very low, or you measure it by the use of hospital beds, which has been cut by two-thirds. Yes, when the president says we're rounding the corner, we are rounding the corner. And then when you look at the economy, the economy's clawing its way back despite Democrat governors, despite Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done in San Francisco. She's nowhere near Washington, D.C. So without any support, certainly of late, with the Democrat Party or Democrat governors, you can see the economy picking up. Which is why, of course, we get this this smear character assassination effort by Jeffrey Goldberg, who used to slobber all over Obama with the left-wing Atlantic so-called news site. It is a left-wing magazine, or was a magazine, The Atlantic, 60 days before the election, so they stoop so low as to accuse the President of the United States of calling those who are deceased military men losers. President Donald Trump writes Jeffrey Goldberg. He writes it under his own name. Canceled a visit to the Osni Marne American Cemetery near Paris in 2018. He blamed rain for the last-minute decision, saying that the helicopter couldn't fly and that the Secret Service wouldn't drive him there. Neither claim was true. Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain and because he did not believe it important to honor American war debt, according to four people with first-hand knowledge of the discussion that day. In a conversation with senior staff members on the morning of the scheduled visit, Trump said, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. In a separate conversation on the same trip, Trump referred to the more than 1,800 Marines who lost their lives in Bella Wood as suckers for getting killed. Now, now let's hold on a second. Does that sound like the president we know? No, that sounds like the left. John Bolton, who is an avowed enemy of this president, who wrote an entire book condemning the president, wrote about this subject. But more importantly, he just commented on it today. He commented on it today. And not only he, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders and others were with the president the entire time. And they all deny that that took place. And I suspect you have generals, ex-generals, who really have disgraced themselves in more ways than one, and perhaps others, that the Atlantic is using to substantiate a smear. And yet on the record, not for anonymous sources, on the record, we have individuals denying that that took place, including John Bolton today. Listen to what he said. Cut 15, go. 
Well, I didn't hear uh, either of those comments or anything uh, even resembling them. I, I was there at the point in time that morning when it was decided that uh, that he would not go to Anmarn Cemetery. Uh, he decided not to do it because of John Kelly's recommendation. It was entirely a weather-related decision, uh, and I thought the proper thing to do. Wasn't about his hair. Wasn't because he didn't want to honor the dead, which he does all the time. And so all day long, and probably all weekend long, this lie will be continually perpetuated. And I don't encourage you to do it. You go to the Drudge Report. It's been sitting on his front page in red. That's when he gets excited. Pushing this lie. He doesn't have the John Bolton quote. Nowhere on his site. But he's not alone. This has been pushed all day by the media. Pushed all day by the Biden campaign. Pushed all day by the DNC. This should backfire. If you're a patriotic American, whatever your party, if you're a veteran, if you're active duty, if you're in the National Guard, you should be repulsed by this kind of phony reporting. You should be disgusted. Again, how do we know it's a lie? John Bolton, among others, on the record, on the record, four anonymous sources who have not revealed themselves, and if they did, you see, they could be examined, cross-examined, questioned. Their motives could be questioned. We need to know when they were there, what they heard, why they heard something so differently than John Bolton and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, among others. The president's surrounded by people. All the time. What did John Bolton say again? Cut 15, go. Well, I didn't hear uh, either of those comments or anything uh, even resembling them. I, I was there at the point in time that morning when it was decided that uh, that he would not go to Anmarn Cemetery. Uh, he decided not to do it because of John Kelly's recommendation. It was entirely a weather-related decision, uh, and I thought the proper thing to do. In other words, the weather was dangerous for the helicopter to land and so forth and so on. Nothing to do with his hair. Nothing to do with calling those 1,800 Marines who lost their lives suckers. Nothing to do with calling the men in that cemetery losers. Does that sound like this president who loves this country, loves the military, loves law enforcement, loves the pomp and circumstance of the military? Of course not. And all we hear is Trump denies the story. Trump denies the story. It's shocking what the media in this country will do. Now, this guy, Jeffrey Goldberg, as I said, he's an Obama slobber, so he wants Biden to win. And he's on CNN today, and he stands by his sources. And Jim Shooter, who interviews him, is a former Obama official. Cut one, go. I'm curious why these people didn't want to go on the record. We're two months from an election, and these are horrible insults to service members. Did, did they explain their thinking as to, as to why they wouldn't put their names to these accounts? Now, by the way, that happens to be a shockingly good question. Here's Goldberg. Go ahead. 
Well, like, you know, like you, when you're faced with the same situation, you always ask for people to go on the record. Sure. And then ultimately you have to make it when they don't want to go. And we've both experienced uh, why people don't want to go. They don't want to be inundated with uh, angry tweets. And, now, now, and, now and, let, 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 let's stop there. You have a presidential election. This is a shocking effort at character assassination. And you have to make a decision whether people go on the record or not. When tens of millions of Americans have to have to digest this and make a decision, you put it in your magazine or you put it on your website. And these people are anonymous. They don't want to be inundated with angry tweets and all the rest. Mr. Producer, am I inundated with angry tweets? I'm inundated with angry tweets all the time. I have suspicions about who may have been involved in this. I can't voice them. But I have suspicions. And it's a loathsome act of sabotage and treachery. And by the way, it's perfectly timed. Joe Biden's out there. He's angry. He has never been angrier. Never been angrier. He's angry. Angry at what, you idiot? You mental midget. Angry at what? A lie? A smear? Character assassination? It's as if this is an, an entire drama that's all set in motion. You see what I'm saying? The media working with the Democrats and the Democrats working with the media. You better believe it. Cut two. Go. You've heard what the president said in calling it uh, a fake disputing it vigorously. Uh, can you tell us your reaction to the president's Now, this is Andrea Mitchell. She is incapable of asking a serious, journalistic-type question to anybody who's attacking the president. But go ahead. Um, it is not fake. It is real. Uh, this story is extensively sourced. and No, it's uh, not extensively sourced. You got four anonymous sources. How come you didn't ask John Bolton? How come you didn't ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders? How come you didn't ask other people who were around the president at the time? Notice that, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that a clever little journalistic quote-unquote trick? You got the information you want? Use the anonymous sources you have? Did everybody he speak to? Say exactly the same thing? When you have individuals who are around the president... Can you imagine the story if you had spoken to John Bolton and he said exactly what he told Fox and you heard it twice? Or he spoke to uh, Huckabee Sanders or anybody else who said, no, that didn't happen. He wouldn't have a story. But he wanted to have a story. This is sleazy. Sleazy. Go ahead. Entirely accurate. That's all I can say. This is not the first time, of course, uh, it's probably not the first time today that the president has cast aspersions on journalism that doesn't reflect well on him. All right, fine. We don't need to get into that. Now, Fox says it's talked to two former officials who confirm the Trump quote. Well, why doesn't Fox reveal who they are? What kind of reporting is this? Who are the former officials? I'm sure they're two of the four who are anonymous. So it seems to me the Atlantic and Fox now have an obligation to tell us who they are. 
Oh, you know, we have our journalistic practices. No, 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 no. The American people have a right to know 60 days before the election. Really quite appalling. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive in Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I just want you to remember... For two and a half or three years, there was always, there were at least one, maybe two breaking stories every day on Russia collusion. We had an email, we had a text. Anonymous sources, sources on the record. FBI sources, oh my God, it was. They were closing in, remember the media? Closing in on the president. Russia collusion. Criminal investigators leaking, everybody leaking, leaking, leaking. On the President of the United States. An innocent man, there was nothing there. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. They are trying to handicap, cripple his campaign. So rather than sending spies into his campaign, like they did four years ago, the reporters will do the hit jobs for them. As of right now, we have absolutely No evidence, not a scintilla of evidence that this ever occurred. That the discussion ever occurred. And as a lawyer, former federal litigator, I can tell you when you have somebody like John Bolton, who despises the president, as a witness to events who supports the president's position on those events you have a great witness the others are hiding they're hiding behind anonymous I'll be right back now I know you love freedom how do I know that because you listen to my show and my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us it's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. One of the things that I find exploitive, if I may say, and I'll mention this first, it's okay. I have to do this a lot. Joe Biden is now using Bo Biden, the late Bo Biden, who did serve in Iraq, who did get a Bronze Star, who unfortunately passed away from brain cancer, is using him in his ads and he's using him in his comments to conceal his own record. Joe Biden's record with the military is a disaster. He and Obama virtually eviscerated the United States military, undermined it every step of the way, showed no respect to the United States military. So Biden will talk about his son, Bo, but he won't talk about his son, Hunter. Because if he brings up Hunter, it doesn't help him politically. So I I am troubled as a father, as a son, at what I'm seeing, these ads, they're very exploitive. Because Joe Biden has no military record. The president doesn't either, but he doesn't pretend to. Joe Biden has no military record. And then he kind of laces in health care at the end of the commercial. That has nothing to do with anything. And he brings it up again today, or brings him up again today. This is about Joe Biden. This is about Joe Biden. Not about Bo Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party back Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They not only attack verbally and violently, law enforcement, which is bad enough, they attack our military. They accuse our military of being imperialistic and colonialistic, and they trash it. So why does Joe Biden tolerate that? Why do the media promote these organizations? Why does the Democrat Party embrace these organizations? If they're so pro-military... When the Marxist anarchists that they support trash our military and trash the men and women in the military. Why is that? So they want to believe the Atlantic, which is in their corner, which is trying to smear, character assassinate the president with anonymous quotes, 
And Fox, as a reporter, has two anonymous, two of the four probably. And then we have people on the record who were there with the president who say never happened. On the record, never happened. Because the people who do it anonymously are cowards. They don't want to be scrutinized. They don't want to be questioned. It has nothing to do with Twitter, for God's sakes. Well, we don't want tweets against us. Absurd. So the Democrat Party embraces anti-American, anti-law enforcement, anti-military, radical, extremist, Marxist, anarchist elements that have been burning our cities, attacking law enforcement, and hate the United States military and say so in their mission statements. Biden embraces them. He doesn't bring up his son, Beau Biden, then. But they want to believe a phony story. A lie. And wait till you hear this. This is how you know it's all play acting. Biden gets very angry. If the article's accurate. He's never been angrier. If the article's accurate. He doesn't demand to know who are these anonymous sources. Who are they? And you can see he's scripted. And in fact, in the middle of this, he looks down at the podium because he's written notes or that notes have been written for him. Because he knows the media are going to ask him about this. Cut four, go. Uh, this morning, in reference to that article in The Atlantic, in a call convened by your campaign, Kazir Khan said that uh, the comments demonstrated that President Trump's life is a testament to selfish, selfishness and that his soul is that of a coward. Now, see that? See that? They have no facts to back up this article, but they just trash the president. And so the question should be to Biden and his campaign in the DNC, aren't the people you support in Antifa and Black Lives Matter and others soulless and selfish and cowards in the way they talk about law enforcement and the military? No, of course not. Go ahead. You've talked about this as a different view of how you see the job of president. But when you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, recoiling from amputees, what are Trump's soul and the life he leads? Now let's stop right there. We are also going to look at the questions that were answered by this, this, this pathetic gaggle of goofballs. Shocking. What a joke the media had become. And I, I watched this today and I immediately posted on my social media. That so far the questions that Biden's being asked by these phony journalists are pathetic. It's right up there. They're pathetic. Shockingly pathetic. Now watch Biden. Listen to this. Go ahead. I'm going to try to be uh, measured in my response. If it's true, and based on other things he said, I believe... So stop right here. You see how it's teed up? You see how this travels? You have this story with anonymous sources. It's pushed out by the Drudge Report and other entities, all kinds of news, left-wing newsrooms, all day long. You have people on the record. The report he didn't mention. We've got Bolton on the record. We've got Huckabee Sanders on the record. We have others on the record who are there and say it didn't happen. Doesn't mention it. Trying to tee it up for Biden. That's how you know this is an inside job. That's how you know this is all phony. Go ahead. I'd ask you all the rhetorical questions. 
How do you feel? How would you feel if you had a kid in Afghanistan right now? How would you feel? He's responding to a story based on anonymous sources. I don't know. How would you feel if you had a kid in Afghanistan right now and the Democrat Party was backing Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the violence and militancy and the hatred toward America that's going on in our country and in our cities today? How would you feel, ladies and gentlemen? Go ahead. If you lost a son, daughter, husband, wife, how would you feel for real? I know that's not your job to express that feeling. But you know. You know in your heart. You See, know this was your... planned. He knew he'd get the question. Go ahead. It's deplorable. It's deplorable. As I've said many times, I'll say again. These folks are the backbone of America. No, that's not true in your mind. Then why did you, Obama, treat the military so shabbily? Do you remember early in his presidency, Obama wouldn't even salute? Remember that, Mr. Producer? How shabbily he treated the military? How he and Obama, basically they cut a deal that you'll only increase defense spending to the extent you increase domestic spending. So if you don't give us a dollar for food stamps, you don't get a dollar for the Marines. Remember all that, ladies and gentlemen? I do. Go ahead. They're the heart, the soul, the grit. That's what patriotism is about. I've probably... I've just never been as disappointed in my whole career. He's looking down now. With a leader that I've worked with, president or otherwise. That if the article is true and it appears to be based on other things he said, it is absolutely damnable. It is a disgrace. So if the article is true and it appears to be based on the things he said, no, it doesn't. And so this is what we call a pseudo-event, as I wrote about an unfreedom of the press, or the president more succinctly puts it, fake news. But it is character assassination. And so now we have Joe Biden standing up for the integrity of the United States military against Donald Trump. Based on what? Based on this article? Look at their records. Look at their records. Who supports the United States military and who didn't? This is why Joe Biden can't run on his record. This is why he has to bring up his deceased son. Bo Biden, this is why he has to trash the President of the United States. But of course, the Atlantic didn't ask other people who were around the President whether the article was true. That is, whether the anonymous sources are true. Let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't the first person you go to if you hate the President, you're a liberal magazine, be John Bolton? So why didn't they go to John Bolton? Because this story was planted by disgruntled individuals, perhaps ex-generals. It was planted. And I suspect one or more of the anonymous sources waved 
Jeffrey Goldberg off talking to Bolton or any of the others who are now on the record denying and denouncing this. This is how your media work today. I'll be right back. Now I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. How will this story affect the election? How will it affect the president? What story? What is this? This is a fiction until they, until they show us something. What story? Well, we've confirmed from two anonymous... I don't care what you've confirmed from anonymous sources. We have people on the record that say it never happened, including hostile witnesses like John Bolton himself. This is what you're going to get all weekend, so don't watch it. It's Labor Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Screw television news. Just my advice to you. You're not going to want to miss next hour where Mr. Bruce has put together. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The questions that Joe Biden fielded today at his so-called press conference. You listen to this, and you have to believe that not only did they choose the reporter's but they wrote the questions. I mean, it's so absurd. This is why, again, when I was watching this, I immediately posted on my social sites, on Twitter, Facebook, and Parler, I might add, that these are pathetic journalists and pathetic questions. Just shocking. By the way, the never-Trumpers, the left, they just love this Atlantic story. The Democrats hate the military. They hate law enforcement. They back Antifa. They back Black Lives Matter. Trashes the military. Trashes law enforcement. Trashes America. But wow, we've got this Atlantic story with four anonymous sources. Whoa! What about the the -the on-the-record sources? Ah, forget about them. But again, I asked the question. Some of these Sunday show hosts, you'll know they're frauds if they don't ask this. Why didn't Jeffrey Goldberg a slobbering Obamanite, why didn't he ask other people who were there, who were willing to speak on the record, if they heard the president say those things? 
So you have an article that just has four anonymous sources. And the reason is there'd be no article, as I said earlier. There'd be no article. And so it's a hit job. President of the United States, cut three, go. Sir, do you need to apologize to service members and veterans? No, it's a fake story written by... So, let, so let's just stop there. Sir, do you need to apologize to service members and veterans? See how it works? Now, unfortunately, there's enough stupid people around us that probably buy this hook, line, and sinker who hate the military anyway and hate our country anyway. But this isn't a substantiated story. Do you owe an apology to service members and veterans? This is a reporter. Go ahead. A magazine that was uh, probably not going to be around much longer, but it was a totally fake story, and that was confirmed by many people who were actually there. Uh, it was a terrible thing that somebody could say the kind of things, and especially to me, because I've done more for the military than almost anybody else. Today. Right. You look at how the VA is doing, it's doing incredibly well. Uh, we got all sorts of things done, from accountability to veterans' choice to everything. And it's got right now, and it's got right now the highest approval rating that it's ever had 91% approval rating. It's never been anywhere close to that. Uh, nobody's done what I've done. And that includes salary increases, but it really includes the rebuilding of our military because, as you know, when I came here, our military was totally depleted. Mm-hmm. And those of us who, all of us, watch the president, watch how proud he is of the military, he likes military parades, he brags about the military, the military hardware, he... Uh, He gives out the Medal of Honor and he wants people to honor our vets and so forth. Why would he say something like this? It doesn't even make any sense. But we do know there's ex-generals out there and others who are trying to sabotage this commander-in-chief. It's really quite shocking. But they're out there. And they wouldn't be the first. Just as there were generals who tried to sabotage Abraham Lincoln. When they become highly partisan and highly political. They do do that. They are out there. But I don't know who these people are. Neither do you. And yet the media run with it. Do you owe an apology for the anonymous sources? It's just appalling. Now when we come back you'll see the converse. You'll see a CNN reporter, a CBS reporter, other reporters. How they treat Joe Biden. They almost act like interns in the Clinton White House for Bill Clinton, don't they, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So this is just the 
Another effort to sabotage the president's campaign, just as they sought to sabotage the president's campaign in 2016, with the help of the media, of course. And why the hell would you bring on Democrats who hate Trump, who will do anything and say anything to elect Biden, to comment on a story that is based on no factual information, that is, nothing that you and I can even check. Nothing that you and I can even determine if it's accurate. So they bring these hacks on who start attacking the President of the United States. That's how you know. This is an inside job. It's what it is. It's an inside job. And you know from the first paragraph of the story, it's a lie. Because the Secret Service with helicopters, when there's a rain event or something like that, particularly when there's a significant rain or weather event, they don't want the President up in the air. And so when they said it was because of his hair, you knew immediately that this was a phony story. And so the Atlantic is a left-wing rag. It's pushed out there and it's used with their anonymous sources. I want to go to some callers before we, uh, we jump into a few other issues because uh, you have some very, very important things to say. Mike. Trinidad, Colorado, XM Satellite. Mike, you're on the air. Go. Hey, buddy. Mark, I'm a retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel. I went to the inauguration, and the day before the inauguration, I was visiting my father's grave and my mother's grave. They're both buried at Arlington. And on that day before the inauguration, nobody else knew it. But the president arrived, and they shut Arlington down for a moment so they could get him up to the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He brought his entire family, and I was privileged enough to not be removed and be able to stand there. Well, he brought his family to see exactly how important the United States Armed Forces has been to this country. They gave him just a magnificent brief. His entire family was there. I have pictures of it. And and that's the kind of guy he is. On the day before the inauguration, wasn't planned. Nobody else was there. Nobody else knows. I'm an eyewitness, not an anonymous source. And I'm a Mm. Marine, and I'm damn proud of this president. Well, thank you and your parents. I mean, your service is remarkable. But look how they're trying to destroy him. Isn't it unbelievable? It is. And knowing both of two of the people that might be involved in this, and we don't know if they are, like you said, until it, it comes out, if they're brave enough to come out and say anything. The bottom line is this president was there for the express purpose of making his family and helping his family understand the sacrifices of the men and women of the armed forces over the last 244 years. And we know of nothing that he has done, certainly as president, that could possibly even suggest the substantiation of this article. Nothing. No, not at all. Plus, I met both his boys at uh, NRA conventions and had the opportunity to talk to Eric. He, they're just, you know... First of all, when you look at his family and you see how they turned out, it mm-hmm. takes one heck of a man and woman, just like you raising your children and me raising mine. Mm-hmm. You can look at those kids and you can see the effort that he put into his family, and now he's putting it into his country for the benefit of all of us, because he didn't need this damn job. He took it to help us. And I, and I hear these, these uh, Democrats, some of whom are vets, in Congress saying, uh, you know, and he uh, skipped the Vietnam War because of bone spurs in his heel. He said, did, did Joe Biden serve in, a, in the Vietnam? 
No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So, I mean, uh, did, did Barack Obama serve in the military? Not at all. Or did uh, did uh, Kamala Harris serve in the military? No, she missed it. So what the hell are they talking about? Who cares? All right, Mike. Thank you for your service, my friend. Jason, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP, a veteran. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Mark? It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Very well. I just wanted to say, just as a veteran, and as soon as that story came out, I didn't even give it a chance to be true. I've just, all I wanted to say is, I have seen the actions of Trump. No matter what he says, I've just seen his actions, and all that did was tell me enough that that, was, that story was completely false. It is mm-hmm. just about, I just didn't want to give it any credibility, and for him to have to have defend against that story is just amazing to me. And they bring That's people on to comment about it. It's unbelievable. It is ridiculous. And, and people who don't even have a clue about the military or how to honor the military for less than fact. And Trump has done everything in his, in his power to do his best to make sure that there is patriotism in this country. And that man has shown it. And that's all I got to say about it. Well, thank you for your service, Jason. Dallas, Portland, Oregon, XM Satellite. Dallas, how are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Very well. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I just wanted to comment on the uh, the bogus article that came out. I didn't even see it. All I've done is heard uh, pieces of it. I myself am active duty military uh, in the United States Navy, 12 years, and I plan on retiring. Uh, with that being said, under my first eight years under Obama and now the last four under Trump, I will tell you it is absolute night and day. Um, Trump absolutely loves the military. Whether he served or not doesn't really matter. He's just an American who loves his country and, like you said, didn't need to do it, but he did it because he loves us, and he loves us day in and day out. I personally met him in Japan last year on Memorial Day of all days um, that he's being bashed for. And let me tell you, when he shook my hand, I was the only sailor there with a MAGA hat, and he signed it, and I told him it was an honor to have him as our president, and I just loved him so much. He said, I love you too, son. And he gave me my MAGA hat, and he gave me the pen, and he said, take care of yourself. And then not, not too long uh, after that, my father passed away, and I got mm-hmm. a personal letter from him, personally signed again, expressing his condolences and his appreciation, appreciation for my father, who was a Vietnam Marine Corps veteran, um, just thanking him for his service. And as I'll be the first to tell you firsthand that President Trump, is, it's not just on the media, it's in real life, that he actually loves the military. And I couldn't be prouder to serve and, and I love him so much. That's all I got to say, sir. Well, you know what? That's, that's a beautiful story. And I, I want you to understand this magazine or this, this site is very left wing. They were very pro Obama. So they're very pro Biden. And they went cherry picking for disgruntled individuals who wouldn't go on the record. And yet we have people who will go on the record who were there who say never happened. And they didn't show up in the article. Isn't that interesting, Dallas? Yeah, it just. It's just another scheme that doesn't fit their, you know, into their narrative of trying to get Trump out of office. But I'm confident that the silent majority will not be so silent a second time around. And I w- I'm willing to bet 80 million versus 63 million in 2016 this go around. All right, my friend. Thank you, Bob Madison, Wisconsin, Sirius Satellite. Bob, go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Okay. The uh, articles like what's come out in the Atlantic, 
one of my I, what I try to do is I try to turn the tactics on uh, on the left. And when I see a post like that on Facebook, you can you can click on uh, the three buttons on the on the post, and I report those uh, um, articles to the Facebook staff, you know, the left left wing liberals there, as false news or. Uh, mm-hmm. How'd I that go? The tables on them. Well, you don't you don't hear back. But no, of course. what I'm saying is what I'm saying is. You get all your listeners. You're right. saying you uh, fight your... back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a campaign like that. People can do what they want. But I like your grit. You're saying fight back. Don't stand up for it. All right, Bob, I appreciate your call. One more for now. Steve, Philadelphia, the great WPHT. Steve, go right ahead. Mark, how are you? Okay. Uh, you know, this says a lot more about uh, our opposition than it does about Trump. I mean, these are some of the most despicable people on the planet we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the lie on its face, it's preposterous. It's absurd. I mean, mm-hmm. even if somebody, I mean, Trump, b- before he was president, he was a builder and a salesman. So he was, he dealt with people. He knew how to speak around people. What sort of a person, I'm not saying he even said it, but who, if, if they even thought it, would say it around people and expect that that sort of a remark would be accepted? I mean, that's what I mean. It's, it is so outlandish. We should just be attacking them on the fact that they did coordinate and that they are willing to say something absurd. I mean, it's vile and absurd about another human being. And that, that's what these, these people are. And that doing. doesn't sound like Trump. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Your point is well taken. It's so choreographed. It's so over the top. It's absurd. And by the way, these four anonymous sources... I want to know who all of them are, because I bet you they're friends. I'll bet you they were a little cabal in the administration, if they exist at all. I'll bet you. And so they compare notes. They talk to each other. You can talk to Frank. You can talk to Sam. You can talk oh, Sally. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, other people, the only people on the record tonight as I speak, who were there with the president the entire time, have said on the record it never happened. All right, my friend in Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. We'll be right back. Lovin. You know what I hate? Overpaying for something. We're already taxed to death. Then you pile on all the other services holding us hostage to high rates. Home internet, cable, utilities. Then there's your cell phone bill. AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. They all want to charge you for data you'll never need and so-called perks you'll never use. Thank goodness for Pure Talk USA. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same coverage, same towers, same bars, but costs you half with no contract and no excessive fees. Right now, enjoy unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. The average person is saving $400 a year on their wireless bill. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save $250 off any iPhone, including the brand new iPhone SE. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. Show you how corrupt the media are. They say the president, they, they regurgitate what Biden and his uh, Svengali's put in his ears that come out of his mouth. 
president has failed to keep America safe. Well, what do they want him to do? They want to pull out the uh, Insurrection Act and send the United States Marines or the 82nd Airborne or the 101st into these cities? Now, you know they don't want to do that. So what do they want him to do? They don't say, do they? Biden's at a press conference today. He's not even pressing. What would you do about the riots specifically? What would you do about the China virus specifically? And go down the list. There's a 110-page Communist Manifesto that he signed off on. There's a zillion questions they could ask him. But they don't, and they didn't. Why? You know why. It's the Praetorian Guard, the Democrat Party press. Now we're going to give you a bunch of examples, because I said to Mr. Producer, I watched this. It was unbelievable. Pull the questions. Here's a CNN reporter. Cut five. Go. Uh, Last night, President Trump mocked you for wearing a mask and said that this is a sign that you must have some, quote, big issues. He says this even though he knows that, according to scientists and public health officials, wearing masks saves lives. I wonder if you worry that this kind of language that comes from the president of the United States could deter some Americans who are tuning into him to not wear masks. You like that question, folks? Oh, it only gets better. (laughs) Unbelievable. Here's CBS News. Cut six. Go. He asked you about another thing the president said last night. He once again suggested to his supporters that they should consider voting twice if they're in one of those states that can allow you to request an absentee ballot. Say, fill that out and then go try voting again in person. State officials have said it's a felony in some cases. Just curious what you make of it. Yeah, what do you make of that? And of course, we know what the president was doing was pointing out how defective this mail-in vote system is. And you see how upset they got? Because they know it too. More from CBS reporter. Cut seven, go. You said today is the angriest you've, you've been as a presidential candidate. Um, but you said you're trying to restrain yourself. There are a lot of people out there who are supporting you or are inclined to not vote for the president who would say... Why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Unbelievable, isn't it? The hostility and hatred toward the President of the United States. And then this. This is supposed to be a press conference. They don't have any questions for him? None? Cut eight. Go. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. If I could follow up on Ed's question about voting. We know the president has been attacking mail-in voting. He's even now suggesting his supporters vote twice. We also know that Russia has been trying to sow doubt about the system. Are you concerned at all that this messaging may be working, that your supporters may give up on voting by mail because they're concerned that it may be rigged? (laughs) And it's just shocking. This is why you hate the media. This is why they are the enemy of the people. This is the media that has destroyed the First Amendment and freedom of the press. They've destroyed it. Now, you compare this with any day that Donald Trump is questioned by the media. Any day. And this is why I threw up immediately on my social media site. This is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Shockingly so. Even for the media, it's pathetic. All right, rather than beat a dead horse, let us continue. Something big happened today, by the way. Lots of things big happened today, and many of them very good. 
Listen to this. The President of the United States does deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize. He absolutely did. You know, Barack Obama got it for walking into the Oval Office and then finding out where where the restroom is. You know what? Nobel Peace Prize. Donald Trump is making peace in the Middle East. And he didn't get any questions about this, or maybe he got one. This is from the Times of Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said today, not only would Kosovo recognize Israel, but it would open an embassy in Jerusalem, becoming the first Muslim-majority nation to do so. This would never happen under Obama and Biden or Clinton. Never. Earlier Friday, Serbia announced it would move its embassy to Jerusalem. The moves come as part of a U.S.-brokered discussion to normalize economic ties between Belgrade and Pristina. After two days of meeting with Trump administration officials, Serbian President, I can't pronounce it, and Kosovo's Prime Minister, I can't pronounce it, agreed to cooperate on a range of economic fronts to attract investment and create jobs. The White House announcement provided President Trump with a diplomatic win. Another diplomatic win. It's getting almost no attention. Netanyahu hailed the moves and said Israel would establish diplomatic relations with Kosovo. I mean, Kosovo will be the first Muslim-majority nation to open an embassy in Jerusalem. Serbia has committed to open a commercial office in Jerusalem this month to move its embassy there in July. And you have the UAE and you have other countries to follow. Arab countries, Muslim countries. Peace is breaking out. Thanks in large part to the President of the United States and of course the Prime Minister of Israel. But on our side of the globe, the President of the United States. And what are we talking about? An Atlantic article with four anonymous sources all day long? It'll be all weekend long? What about this? Meanwhile, Biden... Trash talk Israel again today. And we'll get back to that after the bottom of the hour. And Richard Grinnell. Richard Grinnell is one of the finest public servants I've ever watched or ever met in two administrations, Reagan and Trump. This guy is the class act of the class act. He just absolutely is. Stick with us. It's compelling. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're trying to reach Mark on the air, call him at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Radio Show continues. So Richard Grinnell, former ambassador to Germany, acting director of the DNI, at a press conference today, he's just shocked with all this Mickey Mouse crap about the Atlantic, about the anonymous sources, and he's thinking to himself, do you understand what just took place in the Middle East with Israel, with Kosovo, with Serbia, on top of the UAE? That peace is breaking out? That if any other president were president of the United States when this was taking place, people would be applauding? And Nobel Peace Prize would be in the offing? Well, here's what he says. Listen to how he dresses down the media. Cut 12, go. But I wanted to ask you about another initiative you led uh, last year. You kicked off the Trump administration push to decriminalize homosexuality. Yeah, I'm going to just talk about Kosovo and Serbia. I'm, I don't know if you can find it on a map, but this is atrocious. I have to tell you guys, you might be too young to understand what this issue is about. Maybe the older journalists should step up and say, this is a big deal. This is a big issue. I- I'm astounded at what happens in Washington, D.C., and especially in this room. I got to tell you, again, substantive. Maybe it's too complicated of an issue for you all. But this is the first time we've had the opportunity to speak with these individuals. Okay, but today's about Kosovo and Serbia. Let's take a little time and talk about this 21-year issue, Peter. I mean, 21-year issue. We're getting the same questions that are all politics. I don't. You guys don't understand what's happening outside of Washington D.C. People aren't listening to you anymore. It. It's really a crisis in journalism. And I think it's because people are too young to understand issues like Kosovo and Serbia. How about a substantive question? I don't think any of us came here for a lecture about our questioning. But the question I would like to ask you... That was Jeff Mason at Reuters, and he needs a lecture about their questioning. And the first one was NBC's Peter Alexander. They're a disgrace. I've talked about this before. These are all Washington political reporters. And so whether it's the virus, whether it's Kosovo, Serbia, and Israel, whatever it is, it is seen through the spectrum of politics, and even worse, the spectrum of Democrat Party bias, of social activism bias. This is how they get hired by Reuters and NBC and the New York Times and Washington Post. Otherwise, they don't have jobs. Now, Biden's in Wilmington today, and this comes up, Kosovo and Serbia and Israel. Cut 11, go. President Trump has just announced uh, an economic normalization deal between Serbia and Kosovo. And part of that deal is Kosovo and Israel having uh, diplomatic normalization. You have stated that you support a two-state solution in the Middle East. Would you support more Muslim-majority countries normalizing relations with Israel 
even though it may mean that the Palestinians will lose leverage in their fight towards a two-state solution. So let's stop right there. The Palestinians will lose leverage. The Palestinians still give funds, American, or, or were giving American dollars, uh, to support Palestinians killing Americans and Israelis. They would get a pension. Donald Trump, under the Taylor Act, cut it off. And there's two great videos from uh, ZOA that I posted on my social sites. Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, if you want to check them out. Joe Biden wants to reverse that and continue to give the Palestinians your tax dollars. I mean, these are the kinds of questions a presidential candidate like Joe Biden should be asked. These are the kinds of questions. So he's asked about a two-state solution and the Palestinians losing leverage. What does Biden say? Go. Well, first of all, I'm not, I don't know what the deal is you're referring to, okay? What I have argued relative to Serbia and Kosovo is that Kosovo should be an independent country, not a part of Serbia. I've spent a lot of time there. And so I don't know how... I assume that would reinforce that independence, but I don't know based on what's being said. I think normalization of relations among countries is a, by and large, in almost every instance, a good thing. To have a Muslim-majority country normalizing relations with Israel, in a generic sense, seems positive to me. But I have to know the detail of what's happening, what's going on. And I don't know that, and it may, you may be right, that that would cause the Palestinians to lose leverage in a decision on a two-state solution. Now, how would that cause the Palestinians to lose, quote-unquote, leverage? That Israel and these countries are making peace and having diplomatic relations. Because the Palestinians, their regimes are terrorist whether it's in the uh, Gaza Strip or in the so-called uh, Palestinian Authority territory. Go ahead. Okay. Do you support more countries recognizing Israel? Oh, I do. Absolutely, I do. I do. And I think that's the thing, recognizing Israel as an independent Jewish state. I think that's important. And, uh, but it also, I believe, that Israel has to be prepared to work toward a genuine two-state solution. This is why Obama and Biden never succeeded in the Middle East when it comes to peace. In funding the Iranians, the tune of $150 billion and $1.8 billion, as the president says in cash. Uh, This is why the Obama-Biden administration and the Iran deal, this is why there were such failures. Folks, the Palestinian regimes are terrorist regimes. They don't want peace. They have to take a few basic steps, like recognizing Israel as a Jewish state, just as there are countries that are recognized as Muslim states, agreeing not to slaughter the Jews, and agreeing to things of this sort. But they won't do it. And so you're starting to have countries that have backed these various Palestinian regimes saying, you know what, we just can't do this any longer. 
But even that aside, this is a big thing that took place, right? None of this happened under Obama. None of this happened under Clinton. It's a big thing that took place. I wonder if all these rhinos like Romney are paying attention and Snyder and Whitman and all the other frauds and fools and phonies, if they look at this. If they look at this. Now, listen to this. The CDC, right? The CDC is never wrong, right? According to the media. The Washington Compost. The CDC tells states to plan for coronavirus vaccine as early as November 1. Now listen to this, the title. Raising concerns of political pressure. You know, it's an amazing thing. We should be celebrating the genius of American industry. We should be celebrating the fact that we are in fact turning the corner on this virus. We should be celebrating how we've driven down the mortality rate. We should be celebrating how fewer and fewer hospital beds are needed for coronavirus positive patients. We should be celebrating the amount of testing we're doing. We should be celebrating the fact that we're finding therapeutics. And we should be celebrating that we're ahead of schedule on vaccines. These things save lives. But it raises concerns of political pressure, says the Washington Compost. Where's the evidence for this? I read the piece. It's a paragraph or too long. There's no evidence for this. None. And yet there it is in red on the Drudge Report. There's no evidence. Raising concerns of political pressure from whom? Among whom? The CDC is telling state health officials to be ready to distribute a coronavirus vaccine to healthcare workers and other high-priority groups as soon as November 1. Listen, heightening fears the agency's under pressure to approve a vaccine before Election Day. Fear among whom? Quote, some scientists warn that granting emergency authorization to a vaccine before clinical trials are complete could pose safety dangers and inflame anti-vaccination sentiment. But others say that doing so could save thousands of lives. Well, follow the science. And that's what the president's doing. And he's got this program called Warp Speed. So we are succeeding. We're doing things that never, that nobody thought was possible. So on the one hand, we have Biden saying, uh, Trump didn't act fast enough. Look at what I would do. And nobody knows what he would do. And then on the other hand, things are falling in place. And the media are upset about it. Raising concerns of political pressure. Now let's say you're president of the United States and you put in this program Warp Speed and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and other major pharmaceutical companies. They're saying, look, We've gone through uh, two phases. The third phase we're going through now, but we're looking at the results as we go through it, and they're damn good. So you're present. You know what? Let's wait six more months. Why would you wait six more months? And then out of the other sides of their crooked mouths, we have a new model that says over 400,000 people will be dead by January 1. 
Well, the president's trying to prevent any more deaths. He's not the one that pushed coronavirus-positive patients in the nursing homes and assisted living homes. That's Democrat governors who did that. So he's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. So the mishandling of the virus by certain governors is Trump's fault. The mishandling of the riots by certain governors and mayors is Trump's fault. And when Trump steps in to try and fix the situation, he's not acting fast enough. He's not protecting Americans. When he's moving at warp speed, quote-unquote, to get vaccinations to the American people, well, that must be political. Shocking. Disgusting. Unbelievable. The Democrat Party will burn this country to the ground if that's what's required to take the presidency, the Senate, and the House. Literally, they will burn this country to the ground. They do not want a fix for this virus before the general election. They do not want these riots to calm down before the general election, despite Biden talking out of both sides of his mouth. Excuse me, mumbling out of both sides of his mouth. They seek to destroy the electoral system. Remember how they talked about getting rid of the electoral college? Because they wanted California to decide the presidency. Incredible. I'll be right back. You know what I hate? Overpaying for something. We're already taxed to death. Then you pile on all the other services holding us hostage to high rates. Home internet, cable, utilities. Then there's your cell phone bill. AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. They all want to charge you for data you'll never need and so-called perks you'll never use. Thank goodness for Pure Talk USA. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same coverage, same towers, same bars, but costs you half with no contract and no excessive fees. Right now, enjoy unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. The average person is saving $400 a year on their wireless bill. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save $250 off any iPhone, including the brand new iPhone SE. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. I mean, the economy beats forecasts. The unemployment rate drops from 10.2% to 8.4%. In other words, the unemployment level... Number of people out of work as a result of the beginning of this virus has now been slashed. It's cut in half. And so this is a big deal for American workers. A big deal. And when you consider that New York, California, Illinois, New Jersey still in so many respects have their knee on the throat of their state's economies, it's even more remarkable. So we are turning the corner on the China virus. We are turning the corner on the economy in a significant way. 
There are positive things that are taking place in this country, except in Democrat strongholds. In New York City, as I speak, DeCamio will not open the restaurants for in-room dining. He's killing the restaurant industry in New York City. He's killed the police force in New York City. 9-11 next Friday. When we honor our first responders, I want you to keep in mind what the cameo and these thugs and these hoods have done to our first responders in New York City. I want you to remember what they've done to our first responders in and around Washington, D.C., who responded to the attack on the Pentagon. I want you to remember Black Lives Matter and LeBron James and sportscasters. I want you to remember Those cops, those firefighters, those emergency personnel. And how they they want the nation to turn on them. To turn on them. Count me out. Not turning on them in the least. The economy is turning around fast. The president and his warp speed program. On a vaccine, we have never seen anything like this in a hundred years. Ever. Ever. And Joe Biden says he'd do things faster. Joe Biden takes him six months to get from the basement to the top floor of his house. What's he talking about? I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Don't go anywhere. We're loaded this last hour. Stay with me. I'm Mark Levin. God bless you all. 877-381-3811. 3811, where to begin? Daily Caller, breaking story. Biden mega donor owns the Atlantic. Owns the Atlantic. Reportedly communicates often with journalists behind anonymously sourced Trump bombshell. Daily Caller reports billionaire philanthropist Lauren Powell Jobs, the majority owner of the Atlantic, that would be Steve Jobs' widower has donated over $1.2 million to former Vice President Joe Biden and other Democratic candidates and groups since 2019. Federal Election Commission records show Pal Jobs owns a 70% stake in the Atlantic, and she reportedly communicates often with its editor-in-chief, Jeffrey Goldberg. It was Goldberg who published the anonymously sourced story alleging that President Trump had denigrated fallen American soldiers. And Politico noted in its report 
that Pal Jobs communicates often with the Atlantic's editor-in-chief Goldberg. Pal Jobs contributed $2,800 to former VP Biden's primary campaign in October. In June, she divvied out an additional $610,600 to the Biden Victory Fund. She's also provided maxed-out donations to at least 66 other Democratic politicians since the start of 2019, all the while providing nothing to Republican candidates. Zero. Other notable Democrats that Pal Jobs has contributed to this election season include former Democratic presidential candidates Booker, Steyer, Klobuchar, Yang, Bennett. She also contributed to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Representatives Joe Kennedy, Ayanna Presley, Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff. The Atlantic was the first outlet to report that Biden was running for president in April 2019. Bradley, that would be David Bradley, longtime chairman, who still identified as the Atlantic's chairman in the magazine's masthead, served as a board member of the now defunct Biden Cancer Initiative. Goldberg and Powell Jobs did not return requests for comment asking if Pal Jobs had any involvement in or had any advanced knowledge of Goldberg's anonymously sourced story. The report, published Thursday night, alleged that Trump called for called fallen soldiers, losers, and suckers. Of course, Democrats immediately seized upon the story. A vote vet spokesman told Daily Caller Foundation reporter Chuck Ross the group had no advanced knowledge of the Atlantic story, that they pulled an all-nighter to get the ad up so quickly... And you can see they're jumping on this, this story, even though this story is not verifiable. So the takeaway here is that Steve Jobs was a billionaire. His wife is a 70% owner of the Atlantic. She is a left-wing Democrat. She has ties to Biden, has donated to Biden's campaign. Now you know the rest of the story. But I've got more. More. This is from the Free Beacon. Thank God for the serious conservative press in this country. Joe Schofstel. Liberal billionaire George Soros. This is a very evil, diabolical individual is funding a multi-million dollar effort to turn out women voters for Democrats in battleground states. Supermajority, a progressive women's group, is launching a $10 million campaign targeting women voters in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Its super PAC is funded almost entirely by Democracy PAC, which is fully funded by Soros. Of the $2.5 million supermajority has raised so far this cycle, $2 million came from Democracy PAC, in other words, from Soros. Supermajority is just one of the many election projects that George Soros has bankrolled this election cycle through the Democracy PAC. Listen to this. The financer has pushed $50 million into the Democracy PAC, which is then passed off to liberal groups such as Nancy Pelosi's linked House Majority PAC, Chuck Schumer linked Senate Majority PAC, Planned Parenthood votes, and the Dark Money Group 1630 Fund. Later this month, Supermajority is launching a national organizing effort called Supercharge Women All In, 
with a virtual event featuring Senator Elizabeth Warren, actress Eva Longoria. She's still around. Former HUD Secretary Julian Castro. The group's website says the event will bring together thousands of women to laugh, sing, dance, celebrate women's political power. Liberal activists founded Supermajority in 2019 to train and mobilize, quote, a community of all ages, races, backgrounds, to fight for gender equality together, unquote. The group's current leadership includes Black Lives Matter co-founder Alicia Garza and former Planned Parenthood head Cecile Richards. Unbelievable. Wealthy liberal donors for the Democracy Alliance which has injected nearly $2 billion into progressive causes since its founding, vowed to pour $275 million into the 2020 campaign. $275 million. These things don't just happen. The riots, the narratives, the positioning of the press, the Atlantic article. These things don't just happen, ladies and gentlemen. These people want to destroy you. These people want to control you. They want to turn this country inside out. They're behind the mail-in voting. They're behind the anarchy that that will cause. They know it and they don't care. That Washington Post op-ed that I assume most have talked about by now, that uh, Americans need to prepare for war on election night if Biden doesn't win in a landslide. You've heard about that, right? This is out of the Washington Compost. Prepare for war? I told you before, it's the left that starts every war, and it is the left that riots and destroys and maims. And this is an op-ed that was written by Rosa Brooks, a law professor at Georgetown University. I'm sure she's tenured. She ought to be fired and thrown out on her ass. But for the Washington Post Corporation to run an op-ed like this, where's Fred Ryan? Where are you, Fred? Unbelievable. And then we have John Solomon reported Just the News, a real website, a real news site. Long before Trump, bipartisan group of elder statesmen flagged mail ballot fraud risks. Fifteen years ago, this very month, a bipartisan panel of American statesmen and statewomen, from ex-President Jimmy Carter, ex-Senate leader Tom Dash on the left, former Secretary of State James Baker, former House Minority Leader Bob Michael on the right, studied the future of U.S. elections and issued strong words of caution that the expansion of mail-in voting that began a few years early in Oregon posed real fraud risks, especially in close elections. But that's their point, isn't it? United States Postal Service. Fox Business. Officials where supply chain issues could impact mail ballots. Of course they can and they will. Of course they can and they will. Politico, can you imagine if we're waiting on Pennsylvania, state Democrats scramble to avoid voting fiasco? That is the key battleground state, Pennsylvania. It's the battleground of the battleground states. We're up against a diabolical political party that rejects this country rejects its founders, rejects its principles, and rejects its citizenry. 
That is what we're up against. The news operations in this country, for the most part, have pushed for the riots, have covered up for the criminals, have pushed for the coup against the president, pushed for his impeachment, were the mouthpieces for all those illegal criminal efforts by the FBI and other entities in the Obama administration to destroy the 2016 Trump campaign and then destroy the Trump presidency. They were participants, as they are participants today. The Atlantic is a leftist site, 70% owned by a leftist Democrat who inherited her money from her husband, Jobs. And you know damn well she knew exactly what was going on. George Soros putting $50 million into this campaign. $50 million. To overthrow this government. The way that he's overthrown other governments. He's a sick, diabolical freak. That's what he is. Because I'm on radio, I can't even say more, which I'd like to do. Now, as for Joe Biden, bringing up Bo Biden, as if that gives him cred with respect to his role in dealing with the United States military. Let us not forget, real clear defense. Some time ago, 2017 actually, looking back on Obama-Biden, quote, defense leaders agree U.S. military is at a dangerous low. That was under Biden-Obama. The Heritage Foundation. Yes, Obama-era cuts left the U.S. too weak to deal with multiple global menaces. That was Biden-Obama. Concerned Veterans for America, memo. President Obama's record of failure at the VA. That would be Biden-Obama. And yet they try and convince men and women of the military whether veterans, active duty, or what have you. They try to convince you that Trump is trashing the military. Everything this president has done, every action he's taken has is is been taken to support the military, military personnel, to rebuild the military after eight years of Biden-Obama. Now we know the Atlantic is owned 70% by Pal Jobs, Steve Jobs' wife, who inherited a fortune and has poured a fortune into the Biden campaign and the Democrat Party. The Daily Caller dug that up. You telling me none of the cable shows could have dug that up? None of them? None of them? They've been playing this crap all day long. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Remember Kirk Lippold? Kirk Lippold? He was the skipper of the USS Cole. Remember he lost 17 sailors on October 10, 2000, that terrible day? Well, he posted something I'm going to read to you. About the Atlantic article. Since this article appeared, he wrote... I've been disturbed to see a number of senior military officers posted on their social media sites as if it were fact. I really don't care what your politics are in this election season, but it should be noted that this article does not contain one attributable source for its biased and hate-filled diatribe. If in fact there were senior officers who contributed to it, they lack integrity, moral courage, and are devoid of any ethical standard of performance. Senior officers are supposed to stand up and be willing to do what's right and publicly stand for their views. The so-called contributors to this article demonstrate how many in the senior ranks of the military have become risk-averse managers, unwilling to properly and adequately defend our nation. Because they won't attribute their names, they show their true colors. Traitors to our nation by undermining the ability of the commander-in-chief to effectively carry out his duties. I have commended and chided Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump for their decisions regarding national security. It's shameful that officers senior to me perpetuate lies that their peers are ashamed to attribute to themselves. Those who participated in creating this Atlantic article and those who repost it as fact are all part of the problem with our military today. And I would not follow any of them into combat. They will get those who serve our nation killed and then blame others for their failures. Trust me, I lived it. Retired Commander USS Cole, Kirk Leopold. Exactly right. A stand-up guy. Now, NBA ratings. As I move quickly... The Blaze, another great conservative site. Paul Saka, NBA ratings down 20%. Paul finds 38% of fans not watching the NBA because it's too political. After months of no sporting events, many believed that fans would be flocking to their televisions in droves to watch live sports. However, that has yet to be the case, especially for the NBA which TV ratings are actually down during the pandemic. Over the first week of the 2020 NBA playoffs, ESPN, ABC, and TNT averaged 1.875 million TV viewers per game. I get more 
than that on my Sunday show, by the way. As of August 25, the NBA playoffs were down 20% compared to 2019, according to Real GM. Ratings were down 28% for the coveted 18 to 49 demographic for the first week of the playoffs, according to Show Buzz Daily. Now, the NBA has played some weekday afternoon games, which have hurt ratings, but even primetime night games are not attracting viewers like they once did. Compared to ABC's first playoff game last year, Clippers-Warriors Game 1 on the Saturday night, ratings fell 23%, and the viewership 21%. Sports Media Watch reported the Lakers win ranks as ABC's least-watched playoff opener in five years. Last week, the NBA postponed three days of playoff games to give time to players and fans to reflect on the police shooting death of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, they reflect. Did they get all the information they were looking for? Because if they reflected, they would know that their knee-jerk reaction was atrocious and abhorrent. Saturday's elimination, Game 5 between the L.A. Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers, managed to only attract 2.92 million viewers and a 1.8 rating. The same day, more people watched NASCAR than the Lakers' series-clinching win. President Donald Trump noticed the ratings drop in the NBA and voiced his opinion on the topic on Twitter. This is part of what you and I talked about, how we defund the left. They want to defund the cops. They want to defund you, who are successful as a result of capitalism. Well, we want to defund the NBA and the NFL. We want to defund these universities and colleges that spit out Marxists left and right. Two can play this game and two must play this game or we'll destroy ourselves. Keep defunding the NFL and the NBA. They deserve it. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Can't got your tongue? Cough up a fur ball and call 877-381-3811 right now for Mike Levin. Patrice Colliers, C-U-L-L-O-R-S, is a Marxist. She's one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, she was on CNN on June 22nd. 
And their goal is not only to overthrow our government, to destroy our economic system, to have open borders, no cops, and all the rest of the suicidal agenda. No, not to mention they're bigoted towards whites, bigoted toward Jews, bigoted toward Christians, and so forth and so on. But their first and most important goal right now is to get rid of the president. Jake tapped out, interviewed her. As you'll recall, we played it back in June. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. I heard a lot of criticism of former Vice President Joe Biden from civil rights activists. Um, the election obviously will be a choice. How do you think Biden matches up compared to President Trump when it comes to these issues that are important to you? Well, um, hands down, Trump not only needs to not be in office in November, uh, but he should resign now. Um, we, Trump needs to be out of office. He is not fit for office. And so what we are going to push for is a move to get Trump out while we're also going to continue to push and pressure uh, Vice President Joe Biden around his policies and relationship to policing and criminalization. That's going to be important. But our goal is to get Trump out. Their goal is to get Trump out. Beyond everything else. So everything they do, riot, loot, arson, violence, propagandize, In their heart, they're Democrats. That's why LeBron James, as Jason Whitman has pointed out, is a fraud. They're not down for any revolution. They're up for the Democrat Party. That's all they care about. Controlling it, running it. That's all they care about. So I ask you, ladies and gentlemen who are not sure if you're going to vote for Trump or you're kind of leaning against him, you want to stand shoulder to shoulder with this lady? Marxists? Is that what you want to do? That believes that looting is reparations? Hmm? I want you to think about that. Because it's very, very important to understand what we're dealing with here. All right. Let's take some calls. I think we shall. Rachel, Eureka, California. I Can somebody tell me how she's calling us, please? Hello, uh, Mark. K-I-N-S, how are you? I'm just fine. It's an honor to speak with you, Mark. Thank you. And first of all, thank you for educating us for the last four years. Um, the reason I was calling is for two reasons. First of all, my dad, William Harrison, is a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. He served from 1968 to 1969. His great-grandfather was a World War I veteran and sent him there. And he said these words, So you want socialism. You know communism is the next step. Mm-hmm. My father has benefited beyond words from the presidency of Donald J. Trump. Might we live rurally? And so for him to go to the VA would be to go to San Francisco. Because of Donald Trump, everything is taken care of locally. No, really? No traveling to San Francisco, yes. Because he, right. because he can go outside the system, right? Yes, he can go outside mm-hmm. the system and get the right care. And so 
uh, you can go right to Eureka, which is our big town, and go right to the doctor. You can have surgery in our hospitals instead of having to go to San Francisco. Yes. The, did, uh, and, we are, and, and, and Joe Biden never did anything like that, did he? No, and I'm sick of the man. Yeah, me too. Running for president. Thank you, Rachel. My best to your father. God bless you. Mark Kimball, Nebraska, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please. You're on, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. um, It's a great honor to speak with you, sir. I just wanted to bring up the point that uh, this is the same media that pushed the story, pre-wrote it, and then published it that Trump went golfing for Thanksgiving. And then he turned up in Afghanistan to support the troops. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. They wrote the story thinking he was going to play golf, and he went to see the troops. Yeah, they, and they had it all ahead of time, and uh, they ended up firing that journalist, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Well said. Thank you for that, Mark. Let us go to Frank, San Bernardino, California, the great KKDO. How are you, Frank? Uh, doing well, Mark. KDD, uh, I should say. KKDD. I can only see out of one eye right now, so I apologize. Go ahead, Frank. Okay. Uh, yes, I, uh, you were talking earlier about whether uh, Joe Biden served in the military. Uh, no, he did not. And I was a classmate of his in law school, Syracuse. Really? I see 68. Yes, yes. And uh, while I was there, uh, I joined ROTC. They had a two-year program during the war, and uh, I went into the military. Uh, while I was there, different times I'd see him. They have a, a little snack, well, not a snack bar, but an eating area down in the basement of the law school back then. And, you know, he would be down there once in a while, and I would listen to him talk, you know, as I was eating my lunch at another nearby table. And, uh, you know, one of his remarks was... Uh, on several occasions, that he was going to go to school as long as he could uh, to stay out of the military at that time. Really? And I, yes, yes. And uh, I, I also remember him uh, talking to uh, some friends in the law school. You know, uh, you're talking about denigrating, uh, they're accusing Trump, which I don't believe, but uh, I heard him on a couple of occasions talk about anyone going into the military during Vietnam was stupid. Uh, You know, so it really, I, you know, it's sad. Uh, You know, I'm retired military. I retired in 97. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 78, Mm -hmm. born in 1943. And uh, uh, I think... But but were you born in Delaware? You just went to the law school? No, 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 no. I I was born in upstate New York, uh, Utica, Mm -hmm. New York, and uh, then went to Syracuse Law after Syracuse undergraduate. He, I thought he, didn't he go to Delaware Law? Am I wrong? No, 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 no. He went to Syracuse Law. You're right, because I don't even think they had a law school then. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, so I, you know, you hear all of this, uh, especially, I, you know, in my own mind, I always consider him a draft dodger, but, and it used to bug me, you know, myself going in during Vietnam, and uh, I didn't serve in Vietnam. I guess I was lucky in that respect. See, see the only thing that, that that's, uh, troubling me. So I'm now seeing these commercials where he's talking about his his brave son, Bo, Bide, uh, Bo uh, Biden, who died terrible death, brain cancer. He did go into the military and he did earn a, a bronze star, among other uh, awards that he earned. 
and uh, Bo Biden, uh, excuse me, Joe Biden brings him up, doesn't bring up Hunter Biden, brings him up in the context of uh, trying to wrap himself in Bo uh, for health service care and for military and so forth. And that's why I said, no, Joe, you're running. If you're going to attack Trump for ducking the draft, well, where were you? And now you're explaining it to us. Right, right, yeah. I, I even got a and, and I'm sure there'll be no Atlanta or any other newspaper investigation of Joe Biden and how he managed to stay out of the military. Mark, what about you? I was too young. In other words, I couldn't be drafted. Right, right. right. Anyway, go ahead. I, uh, yeah, well, uh, after we graduated, uh, I uh, was first stationed at Wright-Patterson in Ohio, and then I was transferred uh, to Washington, D.C. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I couldn't get involved in politics being military, but I received a, a letter from him when he was running for the Senate asking if, uh, of course, I don't think he knew at the time that I was in the military, mm-hmm. uh, you know, asking if I'd come and work on his campaign. And I thought and who are you going to vote for? Uh, of course, Donald Trump. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call and for the information. I appreciate it. Let me slip in one more. I can't. Debbie in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I literally have 60 seconds. WPHT, go right ahead. Yes, I will be very quick. Thank you, and God bless you. You too. And all that you do. Um, I have a child, I don't want to say too much, still serving mm-hmm. after 19 years in the military. Flies wow. helicopters, a very dangerous one. Yeah. And that is bogus, what they're saying. It's so not true. She said we would go after our guys if a thunderstorm, only for search and rescue, not on a basic flight. You don't fly mm-hmm. those kind of helicopters in that weather. And they're livid, and they adore Donald Trump as their boss and president. So, And they try and twist it, Debbie, to uh, he didn't want to uh, go in the helicopter in the rain because he didn't want to get his hair wet. I've had people call me off the air who have also been in helicopter pods. They say, that's BS. If we can avoid bad weather, we avoid it like the plague. And that's what you're saying, your son says, right? Yes, my daughter. I have a your daughter. daughter. I'm so, oh, your daughter. Well, yeah, good for you. Yeah. All right, years. Debbie. Give her our best, and thanks for her service. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S.
So we're watching these riots around the country, which are sickening. Although that Antifa guy, quite frankly, got what he deserved. He's pulling a weapon out on federal law enforcement, and that didn't go very well for him. And it appears he murdered uh, a Trump supporter in cold blood. Pretty sickening. So I've been watching this around the country. Okay. Well, let's quickly go to Dawn, Fairfax, Virginia, the great WMAL. You have 30 seconds, Dawn. Go! Mark, just want to say, number one, you're my hero. I hope I meet you here locally uh, in Loudoun County one of these days. Also, um, what I think that this story has done is shown that the Democrats have no respect for the military. I come from a family of military, and for them to even give energy or any traction to this story, to even have the military in the middle Mm -hmm. of this story, it disgusts me. Thank you, Dawn, and you're right on, and God bless you, my friend. In honor of you, Levinites, patriots, here we go.
Enjoy your holiday weekend, ladies and gentlemen, all three days, because come Tuesday, the war for our country begins. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all you men and women, all you patriots who make this country work. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my little Barney. I will see you right here on Tuesday. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, America. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 